Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, and if you know this podcast, you know that I get pretty excited to do these here, uh, this podcast and YouTube channel, pardon me. Um, but for all of you who are new here, I welcome you. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, this is a place where we talk about ideas and principles, and most importantly, we talk about practice of mindfulness, mindfulness and compassion, which put together is something known as heartfulness, okay? I don't use that word that often because it's pretty rarely used in today's, uh, you know, vernacular. It's not completely, it, it's not rare. I mean, it's not generally rare, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, a way, it's a word that exists in the world and it's a practice that exists in the world, right? And so, but, but of course, I like to just call it mindfulness with compassion, you know, because mindfulness is such more a, a um, uh, sort of generally popular term, let's put it that way, okay? So, uh, but yeah, that's what we talk about here. We talk about how to practice mindfulness with compassion, uh, and we, we talk about why to practice mindfulness and compassion. And that's what we're going to talk about today, and I'm really uh, looking forward to jumping right in, but I just have one Quick question first for all of you out there, uh, you know, young, uh, you know, new and old, everyone, please, I, I really would appreciate some answers to this question. How do you find the length of these videos uh, and podcast episodes? Uh, generally speaking, I've always shot for about 30 minutes. Uh, but sometimes when I look at the analytics of, uh, you know, of the, the, the different programs, right? YouTube offers some analytics and the uh, podcast platform offers some analytics to me. And sometimes it seems like people aren't watching uh, uh, all the way to the end. And so sometimes I do like housekeeping first and then I do the video. And I would hate to think that people are, you know, missing out on on some of the good stuff. So, so if you all would prefer smaller um, segments, you know, maybe I could break it up into like, say, three different small topics as opposed to one long, um, you know, <laughs> one long, uh, uh, you know, talk of my own, right? Or, you know, maybe you feel like we're doing it too much to be every day. Maybe you would prefer one time a week that I do a really robust episode. So I'm asking you the question. I'm asking you for some feedback on on what you feel about this. So please let me know. Okay, you can send. I'll put it in the uh, description below. But my email address is art at artburnscoaching.com. Cannot be easier to remember. Um, so, so just let me know, okay? Shoot me an email and tell me what you feel about this. Would you prefer, say, uh, three short segments within each podcast episode? Would you like it just to be one short segment for each podcast episode, so only a 10-minute thing? Um, or would you prefer it be like an hour-long podcast, but like maybe once a week or maybe even twice a week? So I'm open to all kinds of suggestions, uh, but I want to do what works for you because without you, I am not doing, you know, it's like in order for me to exist, you have to exist, that kind of thing, right? So, um, so I want to honor what it is that you want. I don't want to just push what I want onto you. I want you to tell me what you would, would desire and what you would really want so that I can give that to you, okay? All right, so today though, like I said a minute ago, I wanna talk about partially the why we practice, but also partially the how we practice, okay? And this is a very important episode here, okay? So I'm, I am jumping right in, because again, I know that people don't necessarily watch all the way to the end on these, so I'm gonna front load this with a lot of the information up front, okay? Um, so 
you know, a lot of times meditation, right, can serve as a little bit of an escape, right? And and oftentimes what we call it in the in the world of meditation and mindfulness, we call it bypass. Specifically, we call it bliss bypass, right? So the idea is that with with certain meditations, right? Certain, you know, especially guided meditations are are particularly true this way. And and, and it could be said that this is true for something like yoga as well, right? Is that, you know, people go into these things to feel better, right? Like, oh, it's such a hectic day today. I want to just release myself. I want to like step out of my day and just bring myself some bliss, you know? And that in and of itself is not necessarily wrong, right? You know, yeah, it is nice to take a little break from the end of the day, right? But if that is the extent to which you apply meditation in your life, then I, I'm sorry to tell you that you're missing out on, you know, the, the really good stuff and the really, frankly, the really important stuff, right? Because because the reason why we practice meditation, and, and let's be very clear about, let's just clearly define a couple of things here, okay? So meditation, I am defining meditation in the sort of uh, popular sense where what meditation means is to stop doing everything close your eyes and meditate, right? So you're not doing anything else while you're meditating, right? Now that differs from what many people call mindfulness practices, right? Or what the uh, Buddhist practitioners would call off the cushion meditation practice, right? Which is also known as uh, informal meditation, right? which is where you apply mindfulness to, you know, washing the dishes or taking a shower or eating your lunch, whatever it is that you're doing, right? And so so I, I want to make sure that I differentiate those two things because technically it's all meditation, right? Like if you're washing the dishes with mindfulness, that's just as much meditation as doing a formal meditation is, okay? Because of my next point, right? The reason why we do the meditation, right? And and again, the, the reason why we would mindfully wash dishes is so that we can train our mind, okay? And the, what we want to train our mind to do or what I don't know what you want to train your mind to do, of course, um, and I don't necessarily know what I want to train my mind to do either, but, uh, but what meditation trains the mind to do is two very, very important, and I mean crucially important things, okay? The first is that it trains you to hold your attention, right? It's just like going to the gym, right? I often say this, right? Like if I were to go to the gym and I were to hold the, uh, a barbell up, if you can't see uh, on the podcast, I'm just holding my arm in like basic flex mode, right? If I was to hold a weight in this in this uh, position, right? I could sit here for two hours. I think I told you this the other day, right? I could sit here for two hours and there's nothing that's going to grow on this bicep right? It, nothing, right? I mean, maybe very slightly, but nothing measurable, certainly nothing that you would pay a gym membership for, right? Um, but when I do this, when I relax my arm, and then I flex again, and I do that 20 times in a row, now this muscle starts to build, Okay, so in the same respect, when we, and I know I've said this before, but it's really, this is the the most crucial aspect of all of this work, right, is that when I do meditation, 
when my mind wanders off to think about, you know, um, you know, a meeting I might have, or a, you know, the person at the bank who gave me a hard time, or or how I have to, you know, get the oil changed on my car, or or you know, what am I going to make the kids for dinner? What time does my wife get off work? When my mind wanders to all those different things in meditation, and yes, even after doing meditation every day for ten years, my mind wanders off like that and so will yours, when I realize it's wandered and I bring it back to, to, to bring my attention back to my breath in the case of the meditation that I teach, that's like doing that, that relax then flex, relax then flex, right? The mind wandering is the relax, the bringing it back is the flex. And so, so as I do that, my mind develops a strength, and that strength is the ability to hold my attention, right? In other words, I have control over where my attention is at any given moment. The second thing that this type of meditation exercises for my mind, and it does lots of, lots and lots and lots of things, of course, but the other really important thing pertinent to this conversation that meditation does is it trains me to recognize when my mind has wandered. Okay, so not only do I gain control and the ability to say, okay, it's time for me to focus on this task at hand, right? Whether that's listening to somebody, whether that's, um, you know, studying for a test, whether that's completing a task at work, whether it's completing a creative project at home, whatever it is, right? I, I have the, the ability now to, to, to say, okay, if my mind starts wandering and I start thinking daily, dreaming about something, I can bring it back to the task at hand, okay? And of course, the more we do this, just like when you do the curls, you don't do curls just to be able to do curls, right? You do curls so that you can pick something heavy up, right? Um, you know, the same thing, right? We're not doing it just so that we can do this activity of back and forth between wandering and focus, wandering and focus. We're doing it so that we can apply it to a task, right? So that we can have the strength to complete something, efficiently, efficaciously, right? Now that second, you know, part of it is, is equally as important, right? Because the, the, the idea is that the more I do this practice, the more I recognize on the first or second, maybe third thought that, oh, my mind isn't on this thing that I'm doing anymore, right? Instead of the untrained mind, it could go on for 45 minutes, right? And say, oh my gosh, I've sat here scrolling through Facebook for 45 minutes, I'm not studying, right? So, so it's, it's the combination of these two things, right, that gives us that control over our, the experience of our mind, basically. Now, of course, the mind includes a lot of other stuff as well. But, but, you know, generally speaking, what this does is this allows me, it empowers me with that control of the process of my mind. Okay. And this is very, very important, right? But here's the thing, right? Now, again, this aspect could be used to blissfully bypass something in my life, right? Like I could say, I choose not to pay attention to 
you know, the, the sadness of the world and instead just redirect my attention to just knowing that I'm happy and so that way I can just flit through life and not think about anybody else suffering, right? And that's where the compassion part of this practice comes in. But, but this, is still get, this is still leading to something much bigger, okay? So, so the compassion part of this, right, which is a compassion not just for others, but also a compassion for the process itself. Right. So, so in other words, when we train ourselves in this practice, right, we know the, at least if you have a competent teacher like this guy I know named Art Burns, <laughs> you know, you will you will never get to the point where you're saying, oh, gosh, darn it. I my mind wandered again. I can't believe what an idiot I am. This is just so dumb. Why can't I get better at this? Right. That is is going to, <laughs> that's going to defeat every purpose that we're trying to establish in this work, right? So instead, what we do is we hold a softness and a compassion for, oh, look at how my mind has wandered, right? Look at the way that my mind just wandered off. And then we can start, once we have that compassion and that kindness for the way that our mind works, now we can bring it in a little bit, right? Now, this is getting to the really important stuff here, okay? Because when we bring it in a little bit, right, that's when we can start to see that, oh, huh, today my meditation my mind was wandering so much more than usual. Like, I mean, it's like I had a different mind today. And then I can connect that dot to the fact that, oh, I didn't sleep well last night, or I didn't have anything to eat this morning, or I have this big, scary thing happening in my life. And that is why my mind is doing what it's doing. Okay, now this is the important thing here, folks, because once we can establish this control over the way that our mind operates, right, in, in terms of like the, 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 the stability to be able to say, no, I'm focusing my mind right now on this, right? Again, we could use that as a bypass, right? We could use that to say, okay, I'm just going to retreat into my happy place and let the world burn around me and not care about it because I'm okay, right? Yeah, that's not going to help that person who's doing that. It's also not going to contribute to the wellness of all of us, right? And so that's, uh, you know, I don't know how well informed that kind of practice is, right? So instead... And, but but let's talk about let, let's get away from the whole you know societal you know reason why to do this because look look nobody's under any sort of um, obligation to help each other right that's that's got to come from within you right so so if you're somebody who doesn't care about other people then let's just talk about what it does to the person themselves to do that bypass kind of thing right to to say oh here's a negative emotion I'm gonna push it away right because the same way we become aware of our thoughts we start to become aware of our emotions and we also become aware of our body. And now again, this is if you have the right kind of teacher. And once a week going to a guided meditation is not going to do this for you. But if you practice 
regularly under the tutelage of a qualified and capable teacher, then you will start to, to develop because your practices will be built around developing awareness, not just of the thought, because that's just one aspect of the mind. The mind also includes the processing of the emotions and the processing of the physical sensations of the body. So, so once you bring all of this in, right, now we start to understand that, whoa, okay, let me talk for myself personally, okay? I had a therapy appointment yesterday where I'm, you know, my program of, of working through my trauma. So my, my body is very, you know, tired and, and, and I have a headache because I cried a lot and, and I'm tired because I didn't really sleep that much and the, the, the crying makes me feel exhausted. And of course, all of these memories now are alive and they're flying through my mind. So you know what? This morning, yeah, I'm not going to be in the best mood right? But I can see that and I don't have to react to everything that happens now, right? Now I can sort of give myself a little bit of space and say, okay, you know what? Yeah, you're going to be a little irritable today. So everything that happens, you have to take a breath before you respond. You know, be aware of that irritability, right? But again, this only works if I'm compassionate about it, right? If I'm sitting here saying, oh, gosh, darn it, Art, shake it off, you know, get out of it. Come on. You got to get on with your life. What the heck is the matter with you? Grow up. Be a man, right? If I start saying all that kind of stuff to me, then I just fall back into the whole thing, right? So the idea then is that when I can realize how you know, the, the, the experience that I'm having, right? And, and look, I like to talk about the weather report all the time, right? Like, like how my internal weather, you know, just like the weather is determined by a combination of the wind, the temperature, uh, the, the precipitation or lack of it, right? So is the as well as humidity and all, you know, it's, it's comprised of several different things that make up what our weather is. When we walk out, we say, is it nice outside, <laughs> right? How's the weather? Oh, it's great or it's really hot or it's really cold or it's rainy or it's cloudy. You know, we, we, we take stock in all of that to describe the weather, right? So we might say it's warm, but it's cloudy. It's raining, but it's, we need the rain, you know, it feels good that it's raining, you know, because it's a subjective experience, right? And so, so therefore, the, uh, I'm sorry, not therefore, but, but in the same way that we take stock in all those different sort of components of the weather to say, hey, how's the weather today? Well, in the same way, everything we experience is experienced through our body, our uh, emotions, and our thoughts, and through that sort of fourth pillar that is our experiences, right? Our, our understanding of the world, right? Which include, like, six months ago, somebody loses their job, they're going to, that's, you know, playing into what's happening right now, because that has had an effect on everything that's gone on in their lives, 
right? And of course, it's not just losing a job. Somebody who just had a baby, somebody who just adopted a dog, somebody who just moved, somebody, you know, that stuff all applies. And of course, it keeps going back and back and back, right? Who, you know, childhood trauma, uh, you know, CPTSD, uh, you know, bipolar disorder, whatever the thing is, you know, we've all got that stuff going on and that has to be factored into the weather, right? So, so it, it's, it's very much <coughs> true to say that the, if we practice meditation, right, the point of practicing meditation is the ability to bring in these emotions that we feel to bring in the physical sensations, to bring in the thoughts, and to bring in that fourth harder-to-describe thing that, that includes all of our experiences, all of our programming, all of our worldview, all of our, you know, our essence, right? Well, not really our essence. It's really the, the sum total of our experiences and environment, right? I guess that's how we can kind of talk about it, right? But it all... In, it's all included in what's happening moment by moment. And it is and so, so the idea then is not to only pay attention to the, the positive emotions or the positive thoughts or the positive feelings in our body or the positive aspects of everything that's happened, right? Only like that would be silly, right? If I said, oh, forget about all the bad things that the, the unfortunate and difficult things that have ever happened to you in your life. And only, you know, judge your life by all the happy moments, right? You would say, uh, okay, I could do that, but it's not really giving you an accurate assessment of my life, <laughs> right? Like, you can't really judge anything that way, right? You can't discern anything that way. You would need to include all of my experiences, and so when we include all of the experiences, we realize right? That it is the ability to see how all of this interplays and how it all interacts with each other that causes our reactivity, that causes the feelings in our body that, that lead to the reactivity, lead to the bad decision-making, lead to, or the, not bad, but the, the, uh, the unbeneficial decision-making, Right? Like that's where once we realize that, that's when we realize that we are clinging to things and we are avoiding things. And that is what's making us suffer. So the point here today is that the, the idea of meditation is not to escape what's happening in our life, but it's actually to develop the skill to see even more clearly that which is happening in our lives so that we can understand how that which is happening in our lives is contributing to the potential for us to suffer in our moment-to-moment -moment experience, right? Because that's the thing, right? The people who are thinking like, oh, just pay attention to the positive, they're looking to end suffering for themselves too, but by avoiding all the negative, they're actually causing suffering for themselves. That is the key. And once we can, and again, the only way there is through compassion and mindfulness.
compassion for ourselves, compassion for everyone else, compassion for the process itself. That is the only way. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know that it's the only way, but it is a way, okay? I could show you a long line of people who have all followed my instructions and have told me that their lives have changed enormously. One person after just one week, she's emailing me that I can see my thoughts. <laughs> and like once I can see them, I can let them go. I can just allow them to do their thing the same way I can allow a storm to pass right? I used to drive motorcycle quite a bit, right? And if you got stuck in a rainstorm, like, you know, there's only one thing to do. It was to pull under the, the next overpass that you, you come through, park your bike, let the rain stop, and then get back on the road, <laughs> right? And so we can all do that in our lives, Right. We can when we sense the emotional storm rising in our bodies. We can pull under an overpass and get off our motorcycle and just listen to the rain. And when it passes, we can get back to whatever it is we were doing. But we can only do that when we're able to control the mind. In, in the sense of, of being able to control our attention and knowing when our attention is on those things that is causing that storm to happen in us, right? It's only when we have that ability to say, okay, I'm letting go of this thought right now because that's getting under the underpass, right? Like that's the only way to get under the underpass is to, is to allow everything to happen outside of you. I mean, of course, it's happening inside of you, but but taking a step back in your mind and allowing it to all just, oh, my gosh, look at all this turmoil. Look at all this rain and lightning and thunder. Whew, I can just take a breath. I can have a cup of tea. I can have a glass of water. I can go for a walk. I can, you know, I can lie down for a few minutes. I can meditate. My son yesterday, seeing everything I was going through, oh, he's such a sweet little guy, 10 years old, and all day long. And, and, and one of the things, and this is something else for all you parents out there, is that you know you start becoming less afraid or ashamed of your own emotions, right? Like when, when something's alive, something's alive. So I was telling him all day yesterday after I had this really heavy therapy session, and I was telling him all day, like, hey, yeah, dude, I'm just not myself today. But but please understand, it's nothing to do with you. I just had this, you know, thing that I did this morning. It just really caused me a lot of emotions, and, and it's just it's a frustrating day for me. I'm going to have a hard time today. I'm doing my best. But just please know that I love you and it's not you, okay? And I kept saying that over and over again to him. Those kind of things, you know, just to let him in on the process, right? And he kept, like, looking at me and, like, putting his little hand on my shoulder. He's like, how you doing? You know, you, you know just kind of a little tap on my shoulder and say, how you doing, buddy? Like, such a sweetheart, right? And then later on in the evening, um, you know, we were, like, uh, driving somewhere. or No, I think we had just come home and... I remember what we're doing, but, but he goes, he says, you know, maybe a meditation would help. <laughs> and he knows that, and this is also for all you parents out there, he knows that because 
I've always kept him involved with my own regulation, right? So, so like when I am feeling dysregulated and I need to get myself back into regulation, I will go and I will do a meditation. I will ask everybody, hey, I need 20 minutes right now so I can do a meditation to, to, to you know, bring my nervous system back down to, to baseline so that I can function. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? That is not bliss bypass. That is regulation, okay? All right, folks. So that'll do it for today. Uh, please let me know what those questions are right, for anybody who's actually still listening right now. Um, but I do hope you enjoyed today's episode. And uh, and I would love to hear some feedback about the quality of the the content as well. And certainly if there's anything that you would like to see or hear me do, okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm open here, okay, I'm open to whatever su- uh, suggestions. And uh, anything that will be an improvement to this content is something I want to do. All right, everybody, I wish you well, I'll be back again tomorrow. Take care. <laughs>